This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. All right, hey everyone. This uh, this podcast gets a little bit of a rough start because we uh, we're trying to put some uh, some VR goggles on or AR goggles on. Um, but uh, so we actually had a blast with this. But uh, we're gonna jump right in. So there you go. Well, so we have an eye. T- you've had eye test before, obviously, because yeah. you have yeah. glasses, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna show you how you're gonna have an eye test in the future. Oh. Uh, not with. <laughs> so right, right now, when you go for an eye test, what you do is you sit, and we patented this this product. Um, you sit and uh, which is clear, demo this version. or that, which is yep. that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's called a foronopter. Isn't that okay. what's the name? Foronopter and a, and a refractor. But it blocks your peripheral vision. You put your head into something, yes. it goes like this, right? Yes. So in real world, we use a peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. So we're using augmented reality here to um, have a holographic eye test. So you can test your eyes and get a prescription without blocking your peripheral vision. Amazing. I actually feel like this should be up. Well, it is. Well, it, it will be. He's recording right now. Are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you move it up and down in order to see. Oh, wow. So why don't we? Why don't we just start talking about? We this are. So okay. so we have we. This go. is uh, another All version right. of the, the CT startup podcast. Yeah, it's a horrible <laughs> intro. Cool. But, so you use your voice response, yeah. and okay. you, you say what the words on the screen are. I don't see any. You see a blue screen? Yeah, I did. A, a blue a blue. Um, Yes. Okay. It's gone now. So. All right. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It's still running. You're just not seeing it. Okay. Your eyes are bad, aren't you they? You need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So we're, we put a, did, uh, the VR I did, goggles I on. I did see that. And yeah. the okay. name of the company is SphereGen, right? SphereGen, yes. It means software development around the world. Ah. We have uh, software development centers here in, in New Haven. We have uh, in Switzerland. I can't pronounce the city name. But in um, uh, Pune, India as well. So we do software development 24 hours a day. Um, it's kind of a fun, fun challenge that we have. It seems like 48. It seems like <laughs> it's a constant process. Uh, I'm pretty sure that software developers have managed to bend time and space at this point and, and are working 48 hours in a day. Entirely possible. It's certainly so, in the gaming industry, that's the, uh, that's the news. <laughs> well, that's what we've done here at Surgen. My vision, uh, I've had Surgen for 10 years, but my vision was to um, take our software development we've been doing for corporations uh, which mainly we did have our Pune uh, operation in, in our hospitals where we work in Switzerland, um, and actually add in the game development um, component. So I worked with uh, Quinnipiac um, University here. Uh, there's a great guy, dean of the uh, game development school called uh, Greg Garvey, and he helped me put together a plan to take game developers that were from Quinnipiac and introduce them into the world of business software, right? Uh, so what the combination now is um, the ability to, um, sorry, playing around with that. Uh, uh, I have a headset on my head and I'm playing around with, I don't want you to lose your train of thought, but yeah. I do want to point this out. Mm-hmm. So it, Ted is talking to us with a, an augmented reality set on his head. Correct. And he is making hand motions and finger things to do like things. Like he's Italian with, or he's something. Inter- oh, yeah, yeah, but he's interacting with the software while well, he's having a conversation with us. And he's doing it 
so casually, yeah. which is interesting because this is this is actually I think what you'll see in the future. You know, he is interacting with software with the device on his head, and at the same time is interacting with us, and he's so used to it that he's doing it casually and not thinking twice about it. And I think yeah. that's unique. You you don't. It's something that you so now you put you put in your head. You know, okay. we get to experience yeah. here, but moving around. So, so by the way, Andrew, yeah, I see it. Is okay. Andrew getting an eye right. test right now? Okay. By the way, he's yeah. getting an eye test right now. Right. Yes. So can you see things now? Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Go ahead and say the word in the frame there. You don't need to use your hands for this. We, we did all voice based. Okay, I don't see a word in the frame. I'm sorry. Say <laughs> next. Oh, there it is. Fantastic. <laughs> there we go. My God. What's the word? Wow. Well, I just see a, a, the startup screen. Uh, the so it's 11. Bird is the word. Oh, <laughs> oh, mixed realty home. No, no, what pack is it? This is, this is actually a good real world test, though. If you can handle a Luddite like Andrew, then it will work for everybody. I know. I'm an old lady. using is actually augmented reality. So he's actually able to see through it and see the real world around them. So that's different than virtual reality. So some people, when I first got involved with this, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. You know, augmented virtual mix is just stuff. Um, he's using a HoloLens, which is Microsoft's high-end augmented reality system. Mm -hmm. If you think of it as like a computer, basically, that you wear. Everything, it's not tethered. Everything's inside of that whole system. It's a PC on your head, basically. Yeah. And, these, and these are getting smaller and smaller. The hardware form factor is going... We're going to try one more okay, time, one Andrew. More time, one more you put time. in your head. All right. What do you see? Head. Okay, I see a blue screen. A blue screen? Yeah. No, I mean, a, blue, a blue square. A blue square. Yes, and a it's line it, uh, Okay. okay. <laughs> and is there words in the middle? No. There aren't. Align your, align your eyes. Okay. To what? <laughs> look, up, look up there. Oh! oh. <laughs> She's like, I'm looking down at the ground. So, okay. So this is what you're doing. Because we're used to looking at PCs on, uh, at a spot. Now our PCs can be anywhere. Uh, you can have space, you know, you can have a screen up there, a screen up there, a screen up there. It can be anywhere in holographic space. Oh, this has so, depth. It has depth. It has exactly. 3D. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. So it says, say start. Yes, say okay, start. Okay, say, say start. So here's another way to think about augmented reality, as, as Rick was saying, augmented reality and virtual reality. Um, so this is the AR toolkit. So we had a particular challenge with older people that couldn't use the headset. Oh! So we developed uh, this way to look in augmented reality and allows you to see um, a building in a holographic space augmented there. Oh, shit. Oh, you got to see that on podcast? Yeah, it's my podcast. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. All right, so this allows you to see an augmented uh, floating object here that I placed there, um, and it al allows us to take three-dimensional aspects and still see them on planes that people are comfortable with. So, kind of old school, but... And just to be clear, we're using an iPad right now? Yep. Yes. Yep. And this could be any iOS device that's beyond a certain level. Right. So now, okay, this is really cool stuff. Now, what is what? what there's so many applications I can think of. I was, you know, I was absolutely telling, before. Um, you know, I I've, I came from the auto industry, and this was just just starting to get out there. And they're like, oh, you know, torque that uh, nut down, mm -hmm. or you know, remove that piece. This is where that thing is to come off. But I mean, obviously, the uses for this can go far beyond, you know, how to take apart a car engine. Right. Right. Um, is, is there any particular kind of uh, industry or kind of uh, like Vertical, you're trying to 
push this towards? Well, it's interesting because we're here in New Haven, yeah. right? What do we have a lot of? Pizza. Bio. <laughs> students. Bio, right. <laughs> Doctors, students, right. So we have, we have Sacred Heart University, we have Quinnipiac, we have UConn, or three game development schools. We have game developers, right? Ooh. Right? And we have... Healthcare guys. Yep. We have Bring It Doctors. Uh, one of our products is DICOM Director. It's a Dr. David Pearlston. He was a 20-year oncology surgeon. So what we're doing with that is we're actually taking where you do a scan of an MRI or CT, create a 3D model, and see the surgeon can see ah. in 3D space. Also, you can do patient education, so you can say, okay, here's what your brain, it'll be a really ugly picture for you, yeah. would look like. Oh, oh, oh yeah, sorry. Sorry. It's no, actually, it jokes, love it. It was a bad joke. Actually, the coolest thing that I ever did was there's a, there's a device that scans your brain and gives the white matter tracks, yeah. and you can walk through someone's brain. It's actually really beautiful. It's really very interesting. Um, so there are a lot of uh, uh, use cases that we're focused on in the healthcare space. Is yeah. the answer to your yeah. question? So, so the interesting one is that um, uh, when we got the up at Trifecta, when you came to uh, show us about yep. what we can do and everything, mm -hmm. we did the one where uh, you had the heart in front yes. of you, yes. and and yes. other students could pop in at the exact same time. So exactly. they would have their on in another place <laughs> in, across the world, and right. they'd be in the same teaching, you know, and you're going through the heart and everything. That was. It, we were literally standing in the hallway, and there's a huge heart. Yeah, <laughs> and then I could walk around yeah. and, yeah. and you know interact exactly. to it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. right now, what I see is this, this is a very large part of my field of vision. Right. I mean, it's not a small piece. Nope. So you it, and yet I can still see Eric. So you have this double. You know, you can see the projection, which mm -hmm. has its own depth, mm -hmm. and then I can still see what's happening it's, around me. It's like reality has, only augmented. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's all better now. That's gonna that you catch on. Oh, yeah, throw in a, uh, a tambourine. Yeah. 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 yeah, phenomenal. I, someone could get addicted to this because uh. it's very. It's not too. It's not too uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's right. a, it, the unit doesn't have no weight, but it's not too weighty. Well, actually, and you, we have a strap that takes the weight off your oh, head. Oh, really? And a nose piece. I just. Yeah, you didn't. I, I, I didn't bring them. Yeah, 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 but it's very. It's still comfortable. You could see how people get sucked into Ready Player One. Oh, but in that case, you can actually augment people's faces, so you don't really have to look at them. Right, exactly. I can put, I can put the Instagram filters on all of you, and you'd be much better. But yeah, I mean, so you can really exist in a world. Right. I mean, now, for the first time, I'm noticing you can actually go about your life right. still with this headset on mm -hmm. and have very entertaining, um, engaging games or right. any kind of projected reality where this is the future of us. I can see that. That's so, so dating is not, not without beer goggles. No. Oh. Warning signs flashing like beer goggles detected. Well, one of my sisters would be sitting in a room with like six Brad Pitts right now. Like I know. Right. <laughs> Humanity is doomed. So so one of the things with the AR and VR like this like again Andrew sees it, she's like oh my now she's like her mind just got blown right? Like mm -hmm. I can do all these different things right so what is you know uh one of the things about spiritgen is that you have other um you startups right that you actually yes. you know breed yourself mm -hmm. and so what is the challenge when people are thinking about vr and ar because it's like i can do this i can do that but what's the business so right? in vr um remember we took a reverse approach of I, I feel reverse approach of most people if you look at ces five years ago it was a lot about vr yep. if you look at where the industry's going in my humble opinion i may be totally wrong vr is going to die Right? That's what everybody's saying. Because yes. it really makes sense. In VR, we're limited to interacting in a virtual world with, with just avatars. We can't see each other. Yep. Like what Andrew says here, we can see each other, interact, we can communicate. Why do we have computers in the first place? Why? The communication. It's an easier way. We used to have mail, right? The old snail mail thing. 
we're iterating on how to communicate better and more effectively, right? Mm -hmm. Augmented reality gives us that. So augmented reality is what I view as the future. Now, do we do VR? Absolutely, we do VR apps. But we really focus on augmented reality, how we apply that to business. Did I answer the question? No, or not? no, you did. Yeah, I mean, you can layer. You know, if you go into a hospital, right, mm-hmm. and you had glasses on, technically you could layer a bunch of stuff all over the hospital that you get other information from, right? Yeah. Or, right. or honestly, advertisers. I'm walking through the street, and you yeah. know, AR, <laughs> this thing pops up. This thing pops. Up, yes, I'll do it. Right. You know, right. Kind of. You right. Know, obviously, right. I see it. I mean, one thing that um, I was listening to a, a podcast about, uh, or just mentioned, was about Quake. Quake mm-hmm. just had this interesting thing where they had a live concert no Fortnite. Fortnite. it was Fortnite. 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 whatever whatever yeah, that's what but that was. was it was it with marshmallow <laughs> yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so so again that, that was like right. yeah so that so it was live the live stream his music was you know uh, done it so i could see ar but that's virtual reality too you're in a you're in a but you look know. look at the president of india when he when he ran for for presidency he multicasted an ar solution to himself around 26 cities at the same time this is going on this is not new Right, what we're doing is just, you know, we're using it for business. But this stuff has been going on for a while now. It's not VR; yeah. it's AR. And uh, you know, if you look at AR when when it started, it was the yellow line in football, right? right. You know, yeah, that was yeah. the first right. usage of AR. And it's so oh. common that we see it all the time. We don't even realize what it is. That's so funny that you even say that because I one uh, one uh, <laughs> uh, family friend he uh, helped do the. Um, the uh, golf tracker mm-hmm. for ESPN. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, that's AR. Freaking AR. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Watching the ball track through right. the you know, right. like, It makes well, sense. And, it, and it go, the technology sort of goes away. I mean, you don't think of driving anyplace now without putting on Waze, right? Right. I mean, even right. if I'm going someplace that I've always been, I know how to get there, I turn it on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I want to know where the cops are. Where the cops yeah, exactly. are, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but most people now, they don't call somebody and say, how do, you, how do I get to your house? Right? right, that used to yeah. be something you always did. Yeah. Hey, what do you want to do? out MapQuest <laughs> or Triptych, any of that yeah. stuff, right? So this has just become embedded in into your everyday life. Yeah. You yeah. you look at her and you think, God, I'm not going to wear that that stinking headset everywhere I go. Well, did you ever really think you'd be walking around with a computer in your pocket that had all the world's maps on it? Right. Well, I wear right. glasses anyway, so this. I mean, you could shrink this down, and I would definitely yes. use it. I mean, the idea here is that. What I find about this, this even the blue frame, it's very calming. Yeah. And so it, it, it occurs to me that you could help control your mood in all kinds of different situations mm-hmm. by just mm-hmm. overlaying, you know, the visuals uh, of something much more peaceful. And then I'm and in it, a blue mood today. Yeah. <laughs> well, or you know, you're running a race and you have more motivation. There's so many ways I could think of now, even in a, in a retired life, <laughs> right. that this would be amazing for me. Think think about the rehabilitation aspects, though. Yeah. Right? Okay. If we have an older person that you know. Loss of license because they lose their their vision. We can actually use devices like this to increase their vision right. capacity. Oh. Think of the the, uh, the the baseball batter trying to see the ball coming in slower. Right? We can use this technology to get him to to see that peripheral vision coming in. We can train people. How how do quarterbacks train right now? Virtual reality. Right? Mm. So we're going to see more and more and more of this technology coming out in all kinds of uses in life. And what about driving? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I can see heads-up displays right, all the time, right? Right. Heads-up displays are going to become mandatory. Yeah. 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 Well, I so I, one of my clients is a virtual reality music festival thing, but they're working mm-hmm. with AR because they're like, imagine if you could enhance the music festival experience and bring some of those, di- you know, again, all yeah. these different ideas. You could learn, you know, what's the latest. You're watching an artist on stage. 
what's their latest album or release? You know, what's their next tour coming up? Right. Um, oh, to see the late show, you have to put on the. Uh, the oh, the, uh, yeah. yeah. Like we're absolutely. not doing it. We're not doing double, double anymore. Mind, right? <laughs> we have virtual fireworks. Yeah. You know, All we right. did a virtual ribbon cutting up in Boston with the mayor of Boston about a year ago, and it was really neat. Where we had the entire cl- uh, audience clap to make the ribbon to make the scissors bigger, and then oh. then he had to stop them, and then he had to get them all charged up again. It was so fun. It was augmented reality. It just you're, you're putting on these different. Uh, shows, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. or, or features that people can see. That's yeah. all it is. So is the is the hardware, the, obviously the hardware is getting better. I mean, yes. we have seen Constantly. it over time. I mean, uh, like uh, Magic Leap is now finally something finally came out, out there. Yeah, yeah it's good. Oh. It's so good. so it's I guess good. The, the, the side was that like where, where do you think the holdup is going to be? Is it going to be in the hardware? Is there going to be in the development and not people going into it? Um, Adoption? Uh, it, no, I, I, I would argue the, the, hard, the hardest part of this is are thinking in business, right? Uh, I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna totally. Let's go there. Let, let's go. It, it, it's not in the adoption on the people that want to do this. It's not. We have great game developers in the world. We have great back end developers. We, we have great cloud. We have great uh, um, capabilities on our internet, our, our connections, right? What we're lacking is the vision of business today to look forward on this, right? We have some innovation going on, like in the medical field. We have some innovation going on in construction, but. We're really not, the people running the businesses are not embracing the innovation of this. And it's really, you know, it's something we struggle with. It's been, what's my time to Educating people on what this is. Putting it on Andrea's head now, she can see it, right? Educating, we had a presentation yesterday at Microsoft in Seattle. We had CEOs of large companies, and they put it in the head, and they saw it, and they're like, oh, now they're moving forward. It's really education is, is the key thing for businesses. So I guess is that education really just about the ROI? I mean, you're saying like, why? Why would I do this? Why does this increase my my revenue? Why does this increase customer? Like, well, I mean, is that part of the education, or is it literally just saying? Because here's the thing: it's possible. I, I did not try VR AR until you brought it, and right. we, we right. tried it, right? Right. So that it took me a while. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast. We've done all this stuff, and it's like I really haven't seen it. Right. And then once it hit me, I was like, oh, okay, I can start seeing like exactly. if I put in this huge investment because it's it's a decent investment, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, what's the ROI on it, right? Right. So, is it going to require popular adoption first? I mean, maybe. I mean, that's a, maybe. I mean, the problem with VR generally as a gaming device, right, is that yeah. people have said, well, there's been no killer app. There's been, right. there's nothing that's said that everybody absolutely has to do this yeah. because there's been the killer well, thing. And so, so let me take that back mm-hmm. for a second. I mean, wasn't Pokemon Go? I mean, swept through the whole world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's an AR. That's that's that was that, big AR. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I get that it hasn't really taken off on the financial side, but most companies, most big companies, do not want innovation. As soon as they're making money, they want everything to stay exactly the same way that it is right now. You'll see a lot of big companies will intentionally buy up small, small, innovative yeah, companies yeah, yeah. and kill them because yeah, they don't that. want yeah. that competition. What eventually happens, though, is that something becomes so big or so, so uh, you know, undeniable that then they have to do it, right? And, and I think that that's the case here. You know for I a lot still of think it. there's a, a popular. I think Pokemon Go is different because you can play it on your phone, right? And you you guys handed around the iPad earlier that yeah, showed yeah, a building I can on, hand the it thing. on the phone. Right. But but Same I think thing. there's still a a stigma or or some mm. or an unwillingness to put on a, a headset. Sure, and, absolutely. And that we have to get people past that and mm-hmm. and if you got that into popular adoption i think it'd be easier for business to say oh yeah everybody wears a headset now we could you know w- w- why couldn't we put this in business and yep. i, I kind of wonder how that would 
if that would aid your argument to these businesses. Well, and maybe it is popular. Maybe that's part of it. What what I'm struggling with is, you know, businesses have to think ahead of time. Yes. How long does it take to get a product or change your business process? Years, right? Especially big companies, yep. right? Sikorsky, large, uh, these large companies just have to start thinking about this now. If they're going to think about in five years, I want to change it. So there's, yep. there has to be some innovation thinking. and There's some discussion around it, but we're just not seeing enough real mm -hmm. stuff going on. So, so then what's the, what's the, what about the startups? Is it, what's the challenge for the startups and the newcomers to get into this and to, 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 move, to move the needle then? Because if, the, if mm. the big companies are going to be behemoths and they're just going to slug along and not do something. Not every one of them will. I mean, there yeah. are real sure. yes. I mean, yeah. companies I mean, that are yeah. generalizing. Yeah. So, so again, what's the, what do you think the, the challenges for the startups getting into the industry? Is I think it just that is that is what we have to do. We have to have startups focused on this. And you see startups in the game development side, mm -hmm. but we're we're just not seeing as many companies like us. I think we should have ten companies like us in New Haven. Honestly, mm -hmm. I really do. You know, we have the talent with with the from the colleges in New, in Connecticut. That uh, by the way, those kids have to go to California, Brooklyn, or Boston, right? We and. It's the thinking of business leaders, but it's also to get that talent to make these new companies, right? So startups are the way to go. Well, so, so I, I also think, though, that when you can come in and you can show that a problem has been solved, right? So when I go into a manufacturing company and I can say, look, mm -hmm. you've got a problem right now and that you've right. got all of these uh, rolls of steel that you're making and you keep a barcode on them, but when you've got a warehouse full of them and you don't know where to find them. Mm -hmm. That's a really hard thing. Right. I can build an app, you put it on your head, we put an RFID tag on every single one of those and you just walk yeah. through them. And you press it and it says, and it just keeps beeping until you yeah. get closer to yeah. it. Yeah. It's a jam. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or I can make it so that you don't need to employ uh, this old guy who really just wants to go home and, and, and fish and have to keep him here because he's the one guy that knows how to fix that machine. Right? Yeah. Right. And we can set up a system with an apprentice where you've got two or three apprentices and they're walking around the shop floor and they bing this person and that and they, that person then is able to literally see what they're saying, yep. say, no, this is the problem you need to fix. So in my mind, it's startups are important, but it's how do I find the pain point that these big companies have mm -hmm. that I can then solve for them mm -hmm. with AR and VR? It's interesting though, because it, it seems to me that, that you know, this is a problem that happens across all, all industries when you talk about startups and innovation which is that solving the problem is perhaps the easiest part of being a startup, <laughs> right? That's, that's the first, the what, you mean you have to no, sell no, it and no, get yeah, a promise, contract? You're promising that you can solve <laughs> yeah. the problem as the easiest part of being but, a startup. But the first, part, the first thing you do is solve the problem. You, you, try right. to, you try to identify a pain point and you solve it. And then to get people to actually adopt it, to get people to, yeah. to actually be able to sell it, to get through the process, to, to get the product to, to a point where it's ready to do you know, that easily regulatory and so on. everything. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. that's uh, that's the hardest challenge you know, you're going to go through. I think a lot of startups end up solving a problem that they think is a problem, and that not necessarily industry thinks is a problem. That, that's absolutely true. Hundred percent. So right. we we have to wrap up here, yep. right? Um, but if people want to learn more about SphereGen, where do they go? How do they find out more about this? They want to see about putting you guys to work. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, SphereGen.com and, and all our social media platforms. So. We're very, uh, very active on what we're doing. I will be at Hims next week if it's a oh, healthcare neat. conference. I'm speaking on Tuesday and Wednesday at Hims, um, so we're really having a, a lot of uh, interesting conversations. 
Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, guys. I just want to point out to our audience that uh, we wanted, the rest of us wanted to provide you with more and more content and lots of interesting things, and Chris shut this down. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm going to go get some barbecue and Dave isn't invited. <laughs> but uh, nice. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. We would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make the show possible. See you next week.